So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris and I'm an alcoholic. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Happy belated Father's Day to all the dads out there. Yes, absolutely. Did you have a good Father's Day, honey? I did. What did we do? I don't remember. I was, was... just going to say, what did you do? But I was there. So action-packed with, like, stupid family stuff. <laughs> I didn't get any leisure <laughs> activities in. Well, no, I and, guess not. You know I get in, you know, some sort of mood or feel some kind of way when I don't get my leisure activities in. I do know that because I live with you and I reap the... Thor does not benefit. I feel like it's repercussions of your lack of leisure activities. All right, that's fair enough. So we were at the shore for the weekend. Yes. And JP came down. Who? Andy Gay Thank you. And on actual Father's Day, we went to lunch in Cape May. It was quite lovely. I believe it was brunch. Oh, it was a brunch. That's right. I mean, same idea. Well, we brought Frankie. We did. Frankie was well behaved. She's who made you a father. Which is, well, technically you made me a father. I mean, I guess. Full disclosure, right? Uh-huh. May or may not be the first woman who made me a father. That's not true. Well, that we know of. Yeah, exactly. So you can't say it's not true. I say that all the time, that I'm shocked you made it to this age. Yeah, we just haven't necessarily gotten the knock on the door yet. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Now that we're famous podcast stars and all. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Just uh, kidding. Uh, All right, so why don't you tell us what it's like to be a father? Well, I now that Frankie's in bed and I'm no longer chasing after her for the day, it's incredibly rewarding. It is one of the most exhausting and fulfilling things, I think, that, you know, a parent can can do or a person can do. I remember actually right after we had Frankie, I, I don't remember if it was your mother or father who was saying, you know, it's it's an amazing experience and, you know, they're going to test your patience at every level uh, and probably a whole bunch of other nuggets of wisdom that Jim and Velia are, are known to drop. But I do remember them saying the days are long, the years are short. It's so true. And it really is. And I remember saying, you know, when they said that, I was just like, you know, I'm sure being the respectful son-in-law that I am, like nodding my head like, yeah, uh-huh. And then some mornings you look at the clock and you're like, it's only 8.45. How is that possible? Yeah. And that's a.m., not p.m. Exactly. We've already been up for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Even though not really. It's been an hour and 15 minutes. You're just that exhausted. That's super accurate. Now, let me ask you. Did you ever sure. think you'd become a father? No. If we're being completely honest with each other which you know we're we're prone to do on this thing no I didn't think in a million years that I had that lack of selfishness in me you know and you as a parent you know already you have a 10 year old son mm -hmm. from a previous marriage to a complete knob but that's, <laughs> Stop. That, that's not right that's neither here nor there <laughs> like you know in in again because we do honesty last year when we had Frankie I was not equipped, nor, frankly, was I interested in being a parent. Were you not interested? Uh, maybe that's maybe that's being a little bit harsh. You know, maybe not interested was or is the wrong way to express that. Um, 
now that I have round two and I can, you know, say this, um, I don't think that I wasn't interested. I wasn't prepared and I was scared shitless. I think that describes it the best. Is that better than not interested? Because like, I I don't want, you know, maybe if I say not interested, that comes across like, you know, I don't love my daughter or I'd rather be engaging in a leisure activity. Which may or may not be true. Well, I have to say, like, when we <laughs> found out we were pregnant, um, you know, I was like a ball of nerves and Chris was didn't even know where to go with it. And then when we went to the doctor and we had the ultrasound, we saw Frankie's heartbeat for the first time. I look over and the nurse is there like coddling Chris because he's sobbing his eyes out <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and I was like hey I'm still here but um okay. so <laughs> so it's I don't think it's that you weren't interested I think that when Frankie was born and I could be wrong but maybe I tell myself this so that I can you know forgive you for last summer I think <laughs> that you were overwhelmed with fear with emotion good and bad I think that, you know, people tell you, oh, you're not going to know how much you love your child or wait till you see how much you love your child. You're like, I know it's going to be my job, but you don't know. You have no idea until that kid comes, like what that's actually going to feel like. You can't describe it to someone who doesn't have any kids. I, I think that's true. And I also think, you know, it probably took me. And again, we have we had discussed in previous episodes that you went back to work relatively quickly last summer, like Four maybe weeks. I was going to say maybe a month after we had Frankie, Mm -hmm. you know, those first couple of months, I was still all kinds of screwed up with, you know, what do I do when this happens? What do I do when that happens? Why is the baby crying? Why isn't it just saying I'm hungry (laughs) or change me? I just shit myself. (laughs) Like I I couldn't, I I didn't necessarily have the patience. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'm a relatively patient person, you know, to everybody else, like except you. Okay. And the dog and, you know, other various things. If I call the country club and I'm like, hey, I want to golf at one o'clock today. And they're like, uh, we don't have a tea time until three. You're patient with that? Yeah. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like Chris, Chris is if, really nice to random strangers. Yeah. But if you, like, leave a bowl in the sink. He throws it. I'm on fire. Literally. Super upset. You but need, that's, you, you know, again. Work on that. I don't need to work on shit. I'm cured. <laughs> Done. So last, so we had Frankie last summer and it was already a weird time, right? Because we were like pandemicing. So you couldn't even go anywhere. And at that point, again, it was, I think things had loosened up just a touch, but we were still in the, you know, sort of honeymoon phase of the, the pandemic. Like we didn't necessarily know a lot. You couldn't even go out to outdoor dine until June 1st. She was born May 11th. Are you sure? Yes, because I made the first reservation they had. No, I meant her date of birth because you were like, she wasn't even born until... (laughs) I was like doing the math in my head like two weeks and I was like, was it really three? And I was like, you know what, let's just give the date. (laughs) No, 4th of July was canceled last year. I mean, again, for the pretty much the previous year was just canceled. Absolutely. So, you know, we bring Frankie home and we're quarantined pretty much you know so we're in this house by ourselves you couldn't really go anywhere um chris was here uh chris's brother was actually living with us at the time and so there'd be other children coming and going so it was a bit of an overwhelming summer it was and chris i like i would like to talk about the father you are today versus the father you were 
last year at this time, if I'd, that's okay. Yeah, I'd prefer that as well. Last year <laughs> at this time, it was not good, kids. No. It was not. No. I was actually like sitting there holding the baby like, so this was a bad idea. I told you. So, <laughs> Chris, I think from the moment she was born, this is so funny. I had a C-section and... So, you know, after they take Chris and they're like, we're going to bring you back to the like labor room or whatever. And you're going to stay there until Megan comes back. And then all three of you will go to the room because it was pandemic. So we couldn't leave our little cluster. We had to stay behind closed doors the whole time. Which if you're a smoker, that's super annoying. I didn't think he was going to make it. Yeah. So anyway, I um, they were like, it'll only take about 20 minutes. And so I, they ended up having some complications. So it, I was in there for like over an hour in recovery before I finally got back to you. Which again, you know, as a first time parent, that wasn't exactly comforting. No, you're like, something's not right. Yeah. But anyway, so the nurse wheels the baby in the isolate and goes, okay, now we're going to do skin to skin. So Chris is like, with me and he's like they had me take my shirt off and hold the baby so here he is he's like, been this thing's like all gooey and, <laughs> and gross you're gonna and bathe it first yeah so he's been a parent for about six minutes and this is so cute he said to me after he's like i said to the nurse like you're not gonna leave right yeah no please don't leave me like here. i've never done this before i'm not i'm not equipped to handle this <laughs> so when i came back to the room he literally is sitting there with frankie on his bare chest and he's like they made me hold her. They made me take my shirt off. And I told and he's like, Leanne, because the poor nurse was still in there. She's like, he's like, and I told her she couldn't leave. Yeah. Like you're stuck here, honey. So we came home and I like took on the mother duties, right? Like I got up in Which the middle of the Which is good, because like you have I was the, the, mother. the appropriate anatomy for said role. So and I got up in the middle of the night with her. I'm just like, saying. I never asked him to do any of that. But I don't I'm gonna be honest with you. I had different expectations as to how that summer was going to go which again like I can't control your thoughts or your feelings like your expectations are your expectations I know that I had regardless of childcare duties or husbandry duties like I had a full golf schedule he did I Chris had to sell some houses literally I, golfed every day last summer and sold uh, you know a couple of properties here and there in his spare time yeah Again, between the the golf club and the shooting range. So then I was going back to work at four weeks, and I was only going like very part-time, picking up some nights here and there. And I was going back to the country club. And I was leaving this baby that, you know, Chris had touched about six times. With literally the most unqualified person you should probably be leaving a child with. It was terrifying. Me. Um, so we muddled through the summer and then I didn't go back to work full time till October. And the plan was when I was going back to work full time, Chris was going to be providing full time childcare. Unqualified. Daddy daycare. If I was interviewing myself, uh, I wouldn't have made it past the first two minutes of said interview. And up until this point, Frankie and Chris hadn't even really bonded. And I don't say that to be mean. I, I don't take it as such. Again, full disclosure, I was all kinds of screwed up. Um, so when I left for work that day, I was like, good luck, everyone. Like terrified, <laughs> terrified. And, and now, so my brother was still here living with us, which was actually more of a help. Yes. Than I think I've ever said to you, because again, he's got, you know, 16 different kids from 45 different marriages. So he is 
like well equipped in in the child rearing business. And he's great with babies. He is. So like he I, he was actually teaching me there's something, you know, that you do when the kid's crying. I don't know if it was like feed it or changed its diaper or whatever it was, but like we worked it out, the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. I'm picturing like full house, you know, where it's like Uncle Jesse, Joey, and Danny yeah. all trying to work it out. Not yeah. It was not unsimilar to that. But anyway, it was the absolute best thing that could have happened because I probably should have been the one golfing and just let Krista figure it out early on because once he was left alone, he did a phenomenal job. And um, I'm, so, I'm so modest. I mean, she's alive, isn't she? <laughs> she is. But the two of them now <laughs> are two bees in a pod. Like I even offered, do you want to get a little daycare this year, a little two, three days a week? He's like, nope, keeping her home one more year. No, I mean, that's like literally the foundation of my business right now. <laughs> like people don't want to deal with me. They want to deal with Frankie. They want to see Frankie. And I'm fine with that. And I would say now, I mean, I'm sure there's still some things that, scare you but watching you watch her now it just like melts me like you completely adore her see and I thought for three years that was just like my chiseled chin that was melting you. <laughs> apparently not I mean prior to but you know the first summer was rough hun I'm not gonna lie no it was well we made it through we did make it through and like I said you rose to the occasion you are a fantastic dad now well thank you very much you are so happy father's day thank you darling it's, uh, you know, it's good to be a parent. Did you ever see yourself as being a parent? You said no, because I thought I was too self-centered. Mm -hmm. So this is, did you ever want that? Like, is this the life that you ever wanted? If you could get sober, if you could get over yourself, if you could, you know, move on. Did you want marriage, kids? Like, did you ever see yourself sitting here at 40? Uh, no. Four years ago, no. I saw myself, you know, dead, to be quite honest with you. I never thought I would make it to 40, never mind sober. And, like, I know it's funny, you know, there's all these people like, live your best life, but, like, I really do today live my best life. I and again, leisure activities, <laughs> amazing family, uh, roof over my head, the cable company's not calling like, hey, you said you were going to pay the cable bill, like, two months ago. We're waiting on it. You know, and not that money isn't an issue, because, again, uh, I, even if we were multi-millionaires, I think I'd find a way to spend it. I'd be like, hey, you want to buy a boat this weekend? <laughs> Let's buy six boats. Do they? Do you have a pallet available? <laughs> Can I get a pallet of boats delivered? <laughs> but no, I, I truly, I, I, I do live my best life. I, I try to take advantage of, you know, what I've been given. And also, not for nothing, like, I, I don't want to say that, you know, the, the two decades that I spent in and out of rehabs and institutions or whatever was a waste because, you know, I, I've taken those super negative experiences and, you know, applied them in different ways to make myself successful. And that was always, my stepmother said to me years and years ago, like, if you spent half the amount of time becoming a success or chasing a dream or whatever it is that you spent chasing drugs or chasing that next woman whatever it was she's like you would be wildly successful and I always just you know brush that off like yeah whatever don't worry about me I'm fine I wasn't fine no not fine I was a complete train wreck yeah and again it, it took you know I, just because I stopped using on 
a random Tuesday or whatever it was. Like, I didn't just wake up all of a sudden that next day, like, ready to take on the world. No. I mean, it took a lot of work, you know? Definitely. It's my spiel for now. It's good. Yeah. Preach on, honey. No, nah, I'm done preaching. PSAS then. Oh, I thought you actually had one. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, uh, you know what? I do have a great PSA. Do you know I actually am terrified every time he gets this look at his Or he like says what he's like, ooh, I have something to say. And I'm like, oh no. Oh God, what's it going to be? I'm going to say what's on my mind. <laughs> Please. Which means I'm, I'm about to offend a large part of our audience. The world isn't ready for it. All contract and maintenance, LLC. I think we're all well aware by now that they did not show up when they were supposed to. And we're over it. We are. Yeah. Because we... Because Northeast Mechanical Services showed up. So I got to give a shout out to my boy, Rob. I just want to make sure I publicly thank him. And his phone number is 267. Don't give out his phone number. You're pushing it. It's free advertising. Four Maybe f- just a website? 449. Is that right? Oh, my God. Robert, Northeast Mechanical Services. That's like probably his cell phone. He doesn't want people calling him. I think like if they have a broken HVAC system and he's going to make money off of it, I'm sure he'd be happy to field that phone call. All right. I'm going like, to take your word for it and not be a part of it. Rob, like it wasn't me. So my PSA for today's show is be nice, people. Be nice? Yeah. That throw you off? Yeah. Okay. Are you going to take your PSA advice? No. I didn't think so. Also, thank you, thank you, thank you to our listeners. Yes. We have officially reached, and this is a lofty goal that Megan was like, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great if we got to a 1,000 downloads in your first month? And I was like, oh, honey, let's just try to shoot for like 50 downloads for the year. (laughs) We made it. We're at a 1,000 downloads. And one month is tomorrow. I think it's exactly tomorrow, It is. How cool is that? That's insane. I know. So, obviously, you you know, they're listening because you're who you are, not because of who I am. Like, I'm just the raging asshole with the microphone. (laughs) And I like that. Okay, that's good. Uh, Second PSA? Okay. Shall we? Sure. Again. Jim and Villiers. Internally terrified. Bed and breakfast. (laughs) Is in need of a new housekeeper. A new housekeeper? Yeah. I think the level of service has gone way downhill. <laughs> we were down there this past weekend with Auntie Gay P. Yes. No paper towels out. It's paper towel holder. No <laughs> paper under towels. The steps. You got to go down and get them. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I'm a guest. <laughs> Doubt it, bro. If you go to the Marriott... Do you get your own paper towels? Do you stay for free? That's the difference. I mean, usually, because I'm like, Mumsy, <laughs> send the plane. <laughs> no, we made it down the shore again this past weekend. We may have been down the shore together this summer already more than we were the entire summer last summer. Yeah, different priorities, right? Yeah. We talk about that. Totally. So when we were having the not great summer last summer, I would... (laughs) Again, not because of the pandemic. No. Because Chris was disinterested in having a family. Yes. So I would take the kids (laughs) to the shore so I could get some help and a little sleep. 
Yes. And I was like, Chris is at home. He's working really hard. No peace golfing and very unhelpful. So, Mom, please help me. I, I don't know. You know, those of you out there that are golfers, like, maintaining a decent handicap is hard work. It is hard work. Like, you don't have to wake up and feed a golf ball at 2 a.m. I remember what we were... But it's hard work. I think you were there. I think Frankie was probably only about four days old, and all the guys were like, oh, my God, wait, didn't you just have a baby? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, how old is she now? And he's like, four days. They're like, you're on the golf course? I'm like, yeah, I can't breastfeed it. Like, she'll be fine. back tomorrow. Don't worry, guys. But anyway, this summer, we've already... And we're going back down again and staying like 10 days. If we can find someone to board the dog for at least the second part. And not waterboard, like uh, kennel board, just just so we're clear. I got to work on this this week. This is my mission. Yeah. Find Birdie a place to stay. Jim and Vilia's bed and breakfast is not necessarily- Not pet friendly. Pet friendly. Understandable. So the, again, I'm deducting a star for the, <laughs> the lack of house cleaning, <laughs> and then I'm going to deduct another star because it's not pet friendly. You may not be invited back. Bubbles will have me. <laughs> I think that I think that the message though is we've lit we've oh, damn, I did so good. We made it how many minutes in and I hadn't said literally yet. Or maybe I had, but I hadn't caught it yet at least. Yeah, I know that I'm sure it crept in there somewhere. Oh my god, now I'm all messed up. This summer has been beyond different than last summer. And I almost want Night and day. I almost want to credit the podcast with it a little bit. Um, not necessarily the podcast per se. No, uh, well, I think you know. Again, if we're if we're being super honest, I yes. you know became interested in the child that I created. That was good. Long before the podcast. Yes. You know. Also, I think we have grown as a couple. Yes, that's what I'm getting to. And one of the you know one of the reasons that we started the podcast originally we was because you know you wanted to go to therapy I wanted to do a podcast and again I have the dick I make the rules we did the podcast but it was really so we would communicate better with each other sorry I would communicate better with you well and me too because I'm not necessarily like a super great communicator so I'm not necessarily either in a sense that I try to I like everyone to be happy and calm and I don't like conflict believe it or not so what I do is I will kind of just look at me I'm so relaxed I'm just letting it go I'm letting it all go I'm like until I lose my mind <laughs> That's very true. Do you think? Megan is uh the CEO of Acquiesce Inc. I am like zero to ten. <laughs> like I am oh it's fine. No, it's fine. I'm letting it go. No, that's fine. You can do whatever you want. Um it doesn't bother me until it does. And then something little happens and I'm off the deep end. Yeah, then shit hits the fan. So that's what I have been working on. And I actually think like through us working on how we're communicating better together, I think I'm doing a better job at that. I think, yes, on and off the mic, as do I, right? Yeah. And again, like we have, unfortunately, a lifetime ahead of us. Whole lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some days are good and some days you're like, a lifetime? That's not what I signed up for. I'm not going to say it's an improvement every day because, again, we're humans. Uh, we're in recovery. Yeah, we're damaged you know, We're alcoholics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, we are inherently flawed people. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that it has been 
you know, more at the forefront of my mind, like trying to communicate better I think, or maybe more effectively instead of just being an asshole. I think so, too. I think both of us have done that. And I, I've always said to you, like the person I am at work, like I'm in my glory there. Like I'm just I'm me. I'm funny. I'm on point. I'm just great, you know, and I'm like that, you know, if it's just me and one of the kids or something like that. But I, I don't know. I would get in my head a lot when I was here with you. And I think that I've kind of stopped doing that. If you're pissing me off now, I tell you in real time, you're pissing me off. And it doesn't mean I don't wait, you know, to see if it's really me that's like in the wrong, you know, because I do. I do still sit on it in that sense. Like I'm not hyper reactive about it. But no, if there's something going on, I tell you. And because of that, I think we, I don't know. I think I found myself again. That sounds so corny. But like, I feel like we're <laughs> laughing a lot more again. You know, like, I mean, there was a pandemic and a new baby. And I think we got stressed and like got in our heads a little bit. Yeah, I think, you know, to a certain extent. And then I think that, you know, there was some growing pains involved as well. Oh, yes. And throughout the, you know, or with the pandemic and then the growing pains and the rapidly changing, you know, situation like you had contracted COVID oh, uh, yeah. over the winter. So, you know, that was at that week we had Mac with us. So then Mac was here with us for two weeks. And three. Then, he had a quarantine for 24 days. Yeah. So three weeks and then I had to quarantine. So my schedule got all changed and... Again, I, I'm not bitching about it, but it is just a constantly changing situation, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, again, it's hard. Alcoholics are not the greatest people at, like... Rolling with it. Yeah. So that that does actually take quite of a bit of adjusting. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes we adjust better than others, which I think is a fair assessment now. Yes. And again, like, I, I think... Even though, you know, or that being said, I still think one of the best qualities about us or the most redeeming quality about us is that we do find a way to just wing it and pull it together, kind of regardless of the situation. Yeah, I think we're really um, flexible, I guess, in that situation or... Not at all, honey. I'm 40. (laughs) (laughs) We... We make it work on a daily basis. I, Much better. You know, but um, I think we're having fun again. And I think, you know, when life kind of bogs you down for a little bit, I think so many couples, alcoholics, non-alcoholics, normal married people with small children, with two jobs, with whatever. I think sometimes you forget to have fun with each other. Yes. And I think we were in a little bit of a rut at some point. I think that's fair. Did you not feel the rut? No, I just said I think that's fair. Okay, I felt bad. I was like, am I surprising him? Do you not listen? Maybe I need a new microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Doubt it, bro. Maybe maybe I need to do less soundproofing in the studio because apparently I did it so exceptionally well you can't even hear anything. Really? Because you ordered more panels today. That's right. We're going to soundproof the whole room? We're growing. I'm actually, we're going to have some guests on. I hope And so. we are not necessarily at liberty to say who or when. We just have to figure out the scheduling. Just stay tuned. All right. We're going to have some guests and Things offer. Things up and coming. Yeah, some, some various different insights and perspectives and. 
Like we're doing this. I know. I know. We're a thousand listeners strong. I know. It's so awesome. And I think that's something I do want to say is like, please reach out to us with questions, comments, concerns, anything you want us to talk about. Feedback. I don't even care if you send us an email. Be like, you two blow. Kill yourselves. Literally. Like, that's fine. Because our. I mean, it's mean as shit, but like. You know, at least reach out. Yeah, our our mornings, like, I mean, our days are, like, we're kind of boring. And so, like, you don't think we're boring? No. Literally, every morning, Chris, I think we start our day with, oh, the dog pooped, the baby hasn't yet. Like, we're boring people. You are about as vanilla as they come. So, again, (laughs) don't speak for me. Missionary sex. uh, Do not talk. Constant, like, let's not switch it up or anything. <laughs> You're Again, so full of it. I you can... are the definition I'm of not vanilla. Even having this conversation with you, I, on the other hand, am like, let's get a swing. You're so full. He's such a liar. It's unbelievable. What if my mother sees it? I don't know. <laughs> you're so full of it. I'm not even. You're so. You're so full of it. You see how like all uncomfortable she gets. No, over they there? can't see because we're on radio. Wow, sorry. <laughs> can you hear how uncomfortable she gets when sure you talk can. about her vanilla-ness? <laughs> She's very flush right now. He's so full of shit, though. Just so you all know, full of shit. This nope. one. I'm into the exotic lifestyle, but that's neither here nor there. You're the most boring man I've ever met. You keep me laughing every single day and we have a blast, but like... Then I can't be boring. I'm just saying. So, McMasters. Okay. Let's talk about the McMasters. Now, you may be saying, what's the McMasters? Well, let me tell you. A charity golf tournament that benefits, I believe, the... I mean, it benefits veterans. Yes. uh, And one of their... Uh, partner sponsors is a group called Team Foster. Um, And hopefully we're going to have him on soon. So I'm not going to, you know, dive too much into that. But it started, what, five, six years ago? I think so. My grandparents have been dead now eight years. So it's... Or it'll be eight years in August. Okay. And it was started by, um, you know, my cousin, one of my cousins and a couple of my other cousins, my brother... They wanted to do something in memory of my uh, Nan and Papa, who were the greatest. Literally, just talk about Happy Father's Day like a great man. My Papa was the best. It it makes me sad all the time because Chris never met them. So they started with a golf tournament, and it started small, and it was just family. And then, like, like on a random Saturday with, you know. I think it was a Monday because that's when clubs are closed. A couple of foursomes yeah it was just family and then like you know family brought a couple friends and so they started growing it um it what didn't happen last year because of the pandemic and this year they sold out they had 136 golfers plus i don't know there had to be 200 at the dinner i was gonna say you know 50 60 dinner guests um we haven't heard exactly how much they raised yet but i think they did really well it was incredible to watch it really was and it's an awesome event i mean i personally love a charity golf tournament because uh, it's a scramble there's usually a ton of booze involved and again I'm an alcoholic so I don't partake but I am all about like you getting shit faced and making an ass out of yourself <laughs> like do you <laughs> just because I can't doesn't mean you can't I know my mom was saying she was talking to like a couple that you know my mom was like working one of the holes 
And so she had, to talk, she had to talk to every single person that came up. So anyway, <laughs> she said there was one foursome there. And she's like, oh, who do you know? Because my mom loves the who do you know game. Oh, what, what are you doing here? Who do you know? And they're like. The name game. No one. We actually belong here. And saw an advertisement. We're like, hey, why not? And they're like, we hope it keeps, like, you guys keep doing it here. We'll be back again next year. Which is awesome. So, I mean, there was people there I didn't know. Uh, three years ago, four years ago, I knew every single person there. It was all my family, which was also great. And huge. But I mean, we were just donating to ourselves at that point. You know what I mean? Like we were the only ones donating. Now it's like really grown into a thing. It's pretty awesome. It was incredible to watch. And again, it supports, you know, a great cause. Uh, and we'll get more into said cause hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Which so is, we'll have him on. Um, and, you know, like Chris said, it's for, it's for veterans and we won't dive too much into it. But that's definitely a topic that reaches close to home for us. I mean, we're big supporters of veterans. Um, Chris yeah. is from a military family. You know, my grandfather served in Korea. My dad's a Vietnam vet. My brother just retired after 20 years of service in the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not make a career out of it, obviously. You know, but we... Again, without getting too much into it, but I think, you know, when we have Eric on, we are going to take a really deep dive into it. And I guess I'll have to get, you know, permission from somebody before to really go into his story. But, you know, there was a very real and almost very tragic event, you know, last October um, that made me sort of rethink how, you know, not only can we help, you know, the alcoholic, because you and I are obviously very involved in the program, but like... How do we parlay that into, you know, helping our veterans who I think are one of the most underserved populations? Any of you that know a veteran have probably heard this expression before, but like when you sign your contract, when you join the armed forces, you're literally signing a blank check up to and including your life. Yeah. You know, we've been in Iraq and Afghanistan since what, 2001, 2002. Yeah. And there's been a lot of people affected by that. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, I'm okay with sharing my story. Like, I joined the Army because I thought it was going to give me, you know, that structure and that discipline that I was 100% longing for when I had joined the Army. Ultimately, you know, it didn't necessarily provide that. Like, it gave me a, a daily routine and a daily structure, but I was still a mess. Yeah. You know, I was drinking out of control. That's that's about where I'll leave it with that. But again, you know, I, I had to work a program, you know, to get better. And I don't think you'd mentioned it before. Like even a half ass AA program that you're working can cure all. Yeah, I agree. And I think I said I've said this, too, before, because I really believe it. We are actually the lucky ones being alcoholics. Yes, because there is a program. There's a specified program. People understand not like normal people, but like there's so many people that have gone before and forged this program. So again, we have rules to live by. These are this is what you do. There's no and ifs or buts. There's 12 steps. Right. You follow them. You don't pick up. And that's how you get sober and live free eventually, you know, if you do this. Yes. And I think with so many things, um, you know, especially things that are complicated by mental illness, um, by depression by you know things like that it's it's not as simple so you know we are the lucky ones in a sense and oftentimes our vets are affected by addiction too you know to cope with those feelings yes absolutely and it's the age-old question of you know what came first the chicken or the egg 
and, and, you know, the person that we were or I was just speaking about when, you know, we we sort of did the intervention last October, you know, it, it wasn't the first time that Megan and I had mentioned like, hey, maybe you should go to an AA meeting. Even though they're not a drinker. Exactly. And, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. I think when you throw the term AA meeting at somebody like knowing what we know, all they know is like the alcoholics portion of it. But again. Like it can cure all that ails you. But again, I don't think people that necessarily identify with having, you know, a substance abuse disorder or substance use disorder or, you know, are an alcoholic generally are, are more often than not, I think, pissed off when you say like, hey, you should you should probably check out an <laughs> AA meeting. They're like, but I have six beers a year. Why would I need that? Exactly. Exactly. But it's not necessarily... It's actually, it has absolutely nothing to do with the alcohol because once you put down the alcohol, if you're still engaging in those same behaviors, again, it's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results. Yeah, it's a message. You can really substitute, you know, the first step in AA is, you know, I admitted I was powerless over alcohol. That powerlessness can be against anything. Yeah, again, you know, sex, drugs, alcohol, food, nicotine, caffeine. Yeah, and all the steps from there on out are really the same. The The program of AA, I think, is once you hit the, the doors of AA, you have more often than not released that substance from your body. So you're not actively using, right? Yeah, you always say the most sober you're going to be is when you walk in. That's it. Like you don't you hadn't had a drink that day. Exactly. Just because you stopped drinking, you know, two days ago doesn't mean that you're more sober today. Like, after the alcohol, the drugs have flushed your system. Like, that's it. You're done. Yeah. What you need to work on is, like, the character defects, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What do you do next? Exactly. Um. So, anyway, we're really looking forward to that. It's obviously, you can hear us just in our voices. It's a topic we feel very passionately about. And, you know, we hope to reach someone. And if there's any listeners out there that, you know, want to share any of their story with us or... You know, give us any tips or, you know, explain to us because we don't have that, you know, we're saying we can, you know, help you and, but we don't, we don't have those experiences. So, you know, any insight you can provide, we're absolutely open to. Absolutely. Again, like the insight that we provide on this show, whether it's, you know, funny, not so funny, offensive, whatever, are our own experiences that we bring to the table. Like we're lucky enough to be able to do this podcast and sort of spread that word if you will but by all means we're we're not the only ones that have experiences with stuff you know oh yeah you know what I, this is a total sidebar it makes nothing because i think we're like doing a real good the here passionate like thing well just kill it then megan what i'm the about fuck? to kill it one thing that i think we need to <laughs> improve on in the podcast realm uh-huh we need to get better at the timelines because I think sometimes we get so excited and we like go on a thing. Like when Chris was missing, that was actually years before I met him. Like it wasn't like he was missing Tuesday. I found him Saturday on Bumble. But we don't think about <laughs> <laughs> we don't think about that because we lived it. Like we know what happened. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. So that's something I wouldn't like us to work on. Uh, well, I honestly like I think that's you know, part of the charm of this thing is filling in the blanks here and there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, if I told you, well, maybe you would have preferred if I told you everything, you know, day one. Maybe we'd be in a different situation. Like not here. 
Yeah. <laughs> Still missing. <laughs> anyway, that's just something that I've noticed because people will ask me those questions. <coughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you found him. Actually, I didn't. I don't really know who did, but it was like three years before we Yeah, met. but Megan, again, is like so self-centered. Like she thinks she <laughs> found me. No. Again, you know, if you listen to the episode, I was in rehab. Nobody found me. <laughs> One could argue that I found me. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm the self-centered one, honey. Good God. <laughs> Literally the worst. <laughs> but anyways, you know, I'm, I'm glad the show is, you know, growing some traction. It's obviously evolving. Uh, we do, you know, again, not the first time we've mentioned it, but we welcome any feedback. Yeah, really. Please do. Questions, comments, things you want to talk about. It's so I married an alcoholic at gmail.com. Uh, obviously, you can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. We're working on our website. We have a website. We do have a website, but again, neither of us are very techy. It's not my thing. I'd I rather just ignore it. I sat down the other day. I was like, oh, I'm going to like add some pictures. I was like, this is hard. It's not easy. We need a tech person. We do. If there's like, like an a, intern? No. No. I don't want to like Monica Lewinsky, the intern, because then like we're going to be in all kinds of trouble and I'm just, yeah. You'll be in all kinds of trouble because I'll kick your ass. Doubt it, bro. I have your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, like us, follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, obviously, as a thousand plus people out there know, you can download us on whatever your preferred podcast streaming service is. We are officially available on all of them now. Happy belated Father's Day. We've got a lot of things up and coming. Yeah, we check those boxes. Please reach out to us. I'm doing the end of the show summary. Normally you do it. I'm doing it. Because oh. you're not. You're not. Yeah, I'm not in wrap up mode. All right, then let's keep going. No, like uh, we're done. Miss Vanilla. <laughs> it's It's been 45 minutes. We have to go now. Has it? I don't even know. I have to go knit. <laughs> no, I do have to read, though. What a tool. <laughs> what a tool. <laughs> like us. Follow us. So I married an alcoholic. Send us any feedback, please. Like, I, I'm, I'm literally begging you. Give us something to talk about. Yeah, otherwise you're just going to hear us back and forth for the next 8,000 episodes. Which I'm more than happy to do. I have many microphones. I'm, you can have one <laughs> each episode. I have literally a <laughs> one microphone per episode. Although, you know, my, um, Chris, like with the microphones, he was at, you know, the Guitar Center a million times. So Why are you going to bring up old shit? Every night, when we, or not every night, but when we go to record, I'm always like, oh, wait a minute. And I take my headphones off after I put them on. I take my earrings off because I'm an earring wearer. I wear earrings every day. I'm like big earrings normally, you know, not like hoops, but like a big oh, stud or something. Big of the hoop, big of the hoe. <laughs> so anyway, I said to him, I was like, I'm going to need like the earring option in headphones. And he totally yeah. mocked me. No. And I'm like, look who's talking. All these microphones, you can't see if they make an earring adaptable headphone for me. Yeah, it's called earbuds, but like <laughs> shop for your own shit. I got microphones to buy. And I actually don't care. Not concerned with whether you can hear or not. <laughs> Christ, you don't even need the podcast. Like people can hear you counties away from here. Chris says this all the time, and I am loud. I admit that I'm loud. 
He is literally the loudest person in the world. I am situationally loud. You stay at like level 10, 24-7. I don't know if you realize this, but so do you. No. Okay. You're, you have two volumes, loud or the silent treatment. <laughs> you never, I don't think you ever talk at a normal, a normal pitch. As you are literally pegging the meter on the board, I'm the one that doesn't talk at a normal pitch or volume. Interesting. Anywho. All right, let's wrap it up now. I'm yeah, over let's, here tonight. Yeah, before like you blow up my amazing equipment. You know, fry the meter. Love you. I love you, babe. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. And please, have your pets spayed or neutered. <laughs>